Hello and a warm welcome to the next episode of our podcast. My name is Niklas Sima and I'm a product specialist for SAP Business Technology Platform and I'm happy that I will be your host for this episode. Thank you for tuning in. This is our November episode number 101 of SAP BTP Talk. We hope that you liked our 100th episode anniversary special. If you haven't checked out so far, I highly recommend you to do so. And this episode is just some weeks after SAP Tech at 2023. So let's hear what topics we bring into your head with this episode. First, we will talk about an extract of great roadmap items from SAP BTP and some news announced on Subtacket. Second, the customer story of the month, today about Anjinomoto. And as always, we close with the interview. Today we're having two guests, Raphael Schmitz, Chief Development Architect in SAP BTP Engineering, and Konstantin Heine, Product Manager for SAP BTP. Together we're going to discover the SAP BTP Guidance Framework, and my two guests will give you insights in what it is and whether it's applicable for you and your situation. So let's start. Let me dive into the What's New section and see what roadmap items and which selection of SAP Tagit announcement we've picked this time. At Tagit last year, SAP launched SAP Build Solutions to give citizen developers a unified low-code environment to create and enhance enterprise applications, automate processes and design business side with drag-and-drop simplicity. SAP Build Code Solutions are the next phase of SAP Build Software Evolution. With SAP Build Code, developers can build rapidly, integrate seamlessly and collaborate effectively through a set of capabilities like, for example, Gen AI generated code through SAP Assistance Tool, simplified API management with easy access to SAP and non-SAP business data, or an enhanced collaboration between professional developers, citizen developers, and IT departments. Plan generally availability is in Q1 2024. SAP HANA Cloud introduces new vector capability to usher in the future of intelligent data applications and enhance developer productivity. Through supporting vector data store, it will provide a better context to AI. So SAP HANA Cloud will natively store and search vector embeddings as part of its industry-leading multimodal processing capabilities to power intelligent data applications. These innovations are also planned to be available in Q1 2024. SAP unveils AI Foundation and SAP BTP, a one-stop shop for developers to create AI and generative AI-powered extensions and applications on ZAP BTP. The AI Foundation brings together several different SAP tools and adds new features. It includes everything developers need to create business-ready AI applications from ready-to-use AI services and access to the top large language models to vector database capabilities and AI runtime and on top, a lifecycle management for that. Later this quarter, AI Foundation will also include a generative AI hub in SAP AI Core, giving developers instant access to a broad range of large language models from different providers. With this access, developers can orchestrate multiple models in one place. The generative AI hub will also connect to the vector capabilities of SAP HANA Cloud. After the selection of SAP Tagit announcement, I just want to give you two additional roadmap items out of the SAP Roadmap Explorer. The first roadmap item is about the Data Attribute Recommendation Service. You will be able to request an explanation for a specific prediction and have the service provide the fields that most affected the logic for a particular prediction. 
This will give you insights into the prediction quality, accuracy and recall and helps you to address your legal requirements. And the second roadmap item for today is about SAP Analytics Cloud. Through Just Ask's natural language query technology and the replacement of the search to insight capability, business users can get answers on their own based on natural language query format. The analytics team can focus on delivering strategic insights instead of building SQL queries for business users. As a first step, that is just a controlled release of these new capabilities for all Cloud Foundry-based tenants. General availability will follow at a later point in time. So as you can see, a lot of new announcements made at SAP Tagged, and as always, a hot selection of roadmap items out of the Roadmap Explorer for SAP BDP. A lot of new and helpful innovations planned for the upcoming weeks and months. Stay tuned, and of course, there's even more to come. You can find more information and the links to the roadmap items and announcements in the show notes. So let's get into the customer story of the month. This time it is about Anjinomoto and the story of championing data-driven business management with advanced data and analytics solution. Ajinomoto is a Japanese multinational food and biotechnology corporation which produces seasonings, interlayer and salting materials for semi conductor packages for use in personal computers, cooking oils, frozen foods, beverages, sweeteners, amino acids and pharmaceuticals. Today's customer preferences around food changes through things like the social environment and diversification. To keep up the business successfully, it is important to identify signals and trends based on data. As a first pilot area for implementing a use case tackling this challenge, Ajinomoto selected their business in Thailand, which makes 30-5% of their total sales. They wanted to increase transparency and predictability for their business results. Instead of using their legacy software, which runs out of support in the future, they decided to migrate their Thailand business from SAP ERP and SAP BW to SAP S4HANA for its accounting, sales, purchasing, and inventory functions. As a result, they streamlined operations and minimized ongoing costs. For more flexible reporting, they implemented SAP Analytics Cloud and SAP Datasphere for budgeting, performance forecasting, planning across products, and business intelligence. Through using SAP Analytics Cloud in combination with SAP Datasphere, they eliminated waste and simplified systems and operations. Currently, the Thailand-based management team is using SAP Analytics Cloud to manage budgets, results, and reporting for each product on a dedicated KPI dashboard. They plan to increase the number of users and their adoption. Through this successful pilot use case in their Thailand business, Ajinomoto plans to implement the use case and its configurations to other business locations in Southeast Asia, like for example in Malaysia, Indonesia and the Philippines. If you're interested in the full story with all details, you can find the link as always in the show notes. You want to get all future news? Please subscribe to this podcast on the platform of your choice and our monthly SAP BTP product newsletter. Check out the new items in our product roadmap and follow us on social media. All right, so that were the roadmap items and the news for this episode and of course the customer story of the month. And as always, one agenda point is still left and I know we're all waiting for that part. So let's kick off our episode's interview talk and I'm glad to introduce my today's interview guests, Raphael Schmitz and Konstantin Heine. 
So hi, Raphael and Konstantin, and welcome to our podcast. It's great to have you on board as my guest today talking about SAP BDB Guidance Framework, what it is, and some further details around it. Can you please introduce yourself and give us some insights about you and your role at SAP so that our listeners can get a little impression of you? And I would suggest we're starting with Raphael. Sure. So my name is Raphael Schmitz. I'm an architect in the SAP BTP engineering organization, and I'm taking care of the developer guidance for the internal as well as the external developers that we have. So this developer guidance that I'm working on is outlining how to implement business applications on the SAP business technology platform. Originally, I was focusing on the internal development units at SAP to implement modern cloud applications with all the cloud and suite qualities in mind. This scope expanded and just last week at TechEd, we released the SAP BTP Developers Guide on help.com with a target audience of customers and partners. The idea is to enable a large suite of business modules on SAP BTP provided by SAP partners and customers. This is a starting point and we will evolve this guidance in the future as technology is evolving as well. So I will continue to work on the BTP developers guide going forward. Yeah, thanks, Raphael. So let's give the word to Konstantin. Yeah, thank you. And uh, first of all, thanks for having me today. Um, my name is Konstantin Heiner. I'm a product manager for SAP BTP um, in the central BTP product management team. And I'm one of the responsible product managers for the SAP BTP guidance framework. So our team is uh, basically, um, yeah, as a, as a cross product management team, I'm responsible for a wide range of topics like strategy topics, um, but also methodologies. And um, yeah, we released um, also the SAP BTP guidance framework at SAP Tech at 2023 three and the developer's guide is part of it and this is why we are here together today yeah thank you for giving us some insights into yourself so let's start high level Constantine, how would you describe the sap bdp guidance framework overall what would be your elevator pitch to me and our listeners Yeah, it's always hard to um, do an elevator pitch for such a large framework because um, there's a lot of content included. Let me just focus on, on two things. Um, so we usually say it's a compass for architecting, implementing and operating solutions on BTP. That's the first part. And the second part, um, this is more, let's say, the, the tooling part. It's a central access point for different um, content types like decision guides, reference architectures and best practices. Essentially, it's also a landing page in the end and um, has different content categories. We um, basically um, address the uniqueness of BTP with this guidance framework. So BTP has a lot of capabilities and we really want to um, provide a pick and choose approach for customers and partners so they can use the right content and the right assets um, to really enable or create end-to-end -end scenarios. And um, there are several personas involved. I think we get to that later as well. Um, and um, they have individual assets, but also shared assets um, in, in, in this framework. And um, what's also very important, it's not a static framework, so it's um, adaptable and it's also curated. So we provide content like reference architectures, and um, this is really something um, that is quite comprehensive. All right, yeah, thanks. That sounds really interesting. So getting a bit more into it, I know the SAP BTP guidance framing is targeted to three different personas. Can you please bring some light into this? Which personas will be addressed by the framework and why? Mm -hmm. So maybe let me first start uh, why we say personas and not roles. So um, when we validated this guidance framework, a lot of customers and partners told us, um, well, the roles that we have in our company differ based on software solutions, but also company size. And this is why we usually say personas. And we focus on three different personas, architects, 
developers and administrators. And um, as already mentioned, um, the content types we have in this framework um, are basically um, targeted at these personas. Um, it's always very important for me to mention or to to um, uh, yeah line out and uh, mention that um, the uh, content types are not in isolation. Also, the personas um, shouldn't be seen in isolation. Um, it is always um, you know um, an overlap in terms of content and uh, personas. So um, don't see it as silos. See it rather as a starting point um, to group content. And um, yeah, talking about content, I already mentioned um, content categories. Um, again, there's a lot of um, uh, different content involved. Um, I just want to call out three um, examples here. So one is, for example, the decision guides. So the SAP BTP Developers Guide um, is one example here, but also our integration architecture guide um, that is available for a couple of years now. Um, another content type are reference architectures for BTP. So um, this includes, um, for example, a reference architectures for integration, um, hyperscaler architectures, and so on. And um, what is maybe also quite interesting um, are best practices for BTP, because um, they also differ by role um, or by persona, by architect, developer, administrator. And um, this is really something um, that we created to um, yeah, enable you as customers and partners um, to build end-to-end -end solutions with BTP. So essentially, to summarize it, it's more or less um, providing end-to-end um, -end guidance for end-to-end -end solutions. Yeah, that sounds really valuable. So we've now learned about the general purpose and according personas of the framework. So what is the motivation and ambition to initiate and drive this project and releasing it at TechEd 2023 some weeks ago? Mm -hmm. Yeah, the initial um, motivation is basically the, the comprehensive portfolio of SAP BTP. So um, if you if you know um, the, the BTP um, uh, portfolio graphic, um, you can see a lot of categories in there. And um, what we also know is that customers um, use different parts of the of the portfolio in, in different contexts. So um, it's not always an end-to-end -end solution um, that is being built, um, but it's very often, for example, just an extension or an integration that is used here. And um, what we've uh, received as feedback is really that more guidance is required because there's so many pieces in there um, that can be orchestrated in a certain way. Um, we've received feedback um, that we should provide a little bit more guidance. And initially, um, we started um, with the assumption that we um, have to provide a methodology for BTP. So this is why we initially called this as a working title, one BTP methodology. Um, but um, over the course of, of, um, of the month and um, almost years um, and a lot of user research, we basically um, found out that um, it's not really a linear or static methodology that is required. Um, this wouldn't fit to the individual approaches um, that customers and partners take, but it's more a framework, like a pick and choose approach um, that is required here. Um, so this is why we came up with a framework, not a methodology. And um, yeah, in the end, um, we, we bring everything under one umbrella. So um, you will see in this framework, existing content that is available for, for a couple of years now, plus new content that we released, for example, now at TechEd uh, 2023. Yeah, thank you, Konstantin, for sharing with us the overall picture around the BTP guidance framework. So let's tackle the first persona, the developer. Raphael, can you please share with us what's in the box for developers? And second question along this, is there a differentiation between pro coders and business experts, so-called citizen developers? Sure. So you learned that uh, the BTP developers guide is uh, part of the BTP guidance framework, especially focusing on the developer's persona. And uh, within the SAP BTP developer's guide, we are focusing basically three pillars. So what, how, and why? So what is in there? Um, it's essentially 
Developer-Level Instructions on how to implement business applications on BTP. Um, how is this actually achieved? Well, we are also explaining how the software development and delivery process looks like, including all the tools that are necessary to successfully and efficiently implement such a business application. And why the reasoning? Well, in the end, to achieve modern cloud and suite qualities, including things like a central entry point using SAP WorkZone or um, the integration to the audit log um, to be audit logging compliant. And also what's in there is a related hands-on, and I'm quite proud of this because there are actually even code examples and, and, and a hands-on tutorial to with example code that helps you with your implementation, actually also lets you really quite learn well in the beginning when you start on SAP BTP. So let's have a look at your second question, and this is pretty much about pro-code versus low-code. Uh, Niklas mentioned already that SAP Build Code was announced at TechEd this year in the executive keynote, and this is the Kickstarter to implement SAP BTP Developer's Guide compliant business applications. And it contains all the necessary tools and services that you need to successfully build and deploy on SAP BTP um, efficiently. So it especially is focusing on and containing um, CUP with Fiori runtime, HANA Cloud, but also additional application services like the Event Broker, the Audit Log, Destination Service, or other notification service. So in my view, coding will be simplified in the future. More and more code artifacts are derived from metadata, such as CDS, Core Data Services, or are also generated by AI. For this reason, pro-code and low-code developments will probably converge in a way that you can start with low-code templates and enhance it in a pro-code manner using SAP Build Code. Yeah, thank you for sharing with us what's in the box for the developers. Let's stick to that. So as a follow-up question on the developer guidance, what programming models or programming languages are supported or aligned with the SAP Developers Guide? So we are addressing business application development. That means that there are two architecture styles that we are follow following. On the one hand side, there's cloud application programming, CUP, and on the other hand side, there's ABAP Cloud. Both are quite similar. On the UI layer, there's Fiori Elements and SAP UI5, consuming logic and data using the auditor protocol from the logic layer, which is either implemented in CUP, that means Java, JavaScript, and TypeScript, or on the other hand side, implemented in ABAP. And those logic building blocks are consuming data using the SQL protocol down to HANA Cloud. As we have multiple business application modules in the SAP suite developed by SAP, partners as also customers, we are enabling common suite qualities using technologies like SAP WorkZone as a central entry point or at the bottom SAP Datasphere for cross-application analytics and AI. Additional examples for cross-suite services are, for instance, identity authentication, identity provisioning, the audit log service, the SAP master data integration, or the overall integration seed. And there are actually many more that are enabling or making up an application to an, a business application. Yeah, thank you, Raphael, for bringing some light into the programming models and languages. So before we go ahead with the other per personas, uh, we make a very short and fast fact game as a small power break in between. So I am giving you three small questions like coffee or energy drink, and you just tell us your choice. Do you want to play this power break game with me? Yes. Sure, Happy definitely. <laughs> All right, then go ahead. First question, car or public transport? Car. All right, Konstantin? Car at the moment. All right, coffee or tea? Coffee. Coffee. 
both coffee. Okay, and the last one, salad or fries? Salad. Fries. Okay. okay, salad is quite surprising. I wouldn't take the fries too, but okay, thank you for playing this fact game very short. Let's come back to our interview topic of SAP BDP Guidance Framework. I want to continue with shifting the look on the second persona, the architect. So, Constantine, first, can you please share uh, with us of which kind of architect we are talking, the enterprise architect or the solution architect? And then, can you please also explain the differentiation between these two? Mm-hmm. It's a it's an interesting question because um, when I was mentioning the user research we did, um, we also talked to architects and uh, we had a lively discussion. What is actually an architect or what is the architect role? And um, we even asked in the interview guideline um, our interviewees um, about um, what is an architect. And uh, when we asked 10 people, we got 12 answers. So it's a very very interesting question. Um, maybe let me let me try to answer it in the following way. So in general, we decided to write the term architect because we know um, even within SAP, there are different um, role definitions for architects. Um, if you go probably by the by the I call it schoolbook definition of enterprise architecture, so it's not an official uh, definition, it's my definition. Um, enterprise architecture is, is a discipline or also um, a strategic business function to um, define, standardize, organize, optimize, and even govern IT infrastructure in close alignment with uh, business goals and uh, business operations. So um, this is often the case in transformation, but also innovation and also change projects. And um, of course, in, in the guidance framework, looking at the platform, there are elements for enterprise architects. But what we do is we decided to focus more on solution architects. Um, so we really want to have this as a BTP guidance framework. It is not another enterprise architecture framework. And this is why we, um, from a content perspective, really focus on, on the solution architects. But again, um, for example, um, the data and analytics advisory methodology, which is part of the framework, includes, for example, capabilities that can be reused, for example, in enterprise architecture diagrams. All right. So thank you for sharing that. So you also teased a little bit what's in there for our architects. So let's come to that. So what's in the box for architects? Does it cover all the five BTP pillars, app dev, automation, integration, data and analytics and AI? Yeah, short answer is yes. Um, so it covers everything. Um, maybe to give you some examples, um, I already mentioned one of the method methodologies. And um, yeah, now bear with me for some seconds because a couple of names will follow now. So included are the SAP Integration Solution Advisory Methodology, the SAP Application Extension Methodology, and as already mentioned, the um, SAP Data and Analytics Advisory Methodology. Um, you might know one or the other methodology. For example, we just celebrated um, the 10th anniversary of the Integration Solution Advisory Methodology at TechEd 2023 um, with a very tasty chocolate cake, by the way. And um, yeah, the methodologies are, are around for some years now and they um, have been embedded into this uh, framework to really cover all the different domains here. I think um, what's also interesting or important um, looking at the five pillars are reference architectures um, because if you create a reference architecture or your own architecture based on a reference architecture um, it also spans across different domains it's not only isolated because um, there are different functions involved and um, we also have um, as part of the launch um, also AI cases or reference architectures included and um, what I always want to mention here because I'm um, just looking at the pillars is, is always um, also a very isolated approach so um, I I also usually mention here the SAP Discovery Center because um, what we also received is feedback um, just providing um, 
let's say, dry reference architectures is not really um, useful. Um, but we always um, want to connect this with discovery center missions. So when you have the theoretical foundation, like reference architectures, um, you can directly then jump into a discovery center mission to try it out on your own. And um, this touches um, all of the five pillars. Okay, yeah, you already uh, told us that there are some reference architectures, so let's stick to that. So do we offer the reference architectures in general and maybe also additional special integration architecture examples? Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe let me focus on, on integration because um, I'm also responsible together with a colleague for the integration solution advisory methodology. If you know this methodology, there are different um, templates or um, assets involved as well. And um, we usually call them, um, for example, use case patterns. The methodology as such is vendor agnostic. And this might be surprising because it's called SAP integration solution advisory methodology. But by design, we decided um, to make it vendor agnostic. And um, this is why the use case patterns as part of this methodology um, do not contain any SAP recommendations in terms of architectures. And this is now complemented um, by reference architectures because they are SAP specific. So they involve SAP technology. And now you basically have um, both parts. You have the vendor agnostic part that you can reuse um, according to your needs. And you have the SAP part um, here um, that includes um, SAP technology. And in the end, you can, you can imagine this as a building plan for a house, for example. So it tells you if you choose SAP as the vendor of your choice, how to build it. But in case you want to go for another um, uh, option, another software, um, it allows you, um, because it's open and, and adaptable, to also change it um, to your needs. All right. Thank you. I think we covered the architect enough for now. So there's one persona left, the administrator. Of course, in a cloud environment, the tasks of administration look way different than in on-premise landscapes. So what's in the SAP BDB guidance framework for admins? Which topics belong to it in this scope? Mm -hmm. You already mentioned um, the tasks that are very different, and um, this is why I want to, to start um, probably with the best practices. So um, we have included the um, best practice guide for SABTP. It's also an asset that is around for, for some time now. Um, interesting, not very well known. When, talking, when I talk to customers and partners. But um, for example, you get recommendations on, on governance topics, but also how to set up your BTP account, some recommendations. So I think um, especially um, moving to the cloud world, this is quite quite um, important here. Another thing um, are the um, DevOps topics. So for example, um, the DevOps with SAP BTP guide. Um, this is, um, again, an example um, for a resource that is shared um, between developers and administrators. And um, what I also um, want to mention here, um, this is, again, not isolated for administrators, um, but yeah, residing there, uh, security recommendations for BTP, because this is uh, absolutely important. And um, also other shared uh, topics, um, I mean, focusing on, on the, the topic that tasks are different. Um, of course, also the learning and enablement content um, that is part of the framework, but also the community to exchange. So um, I think um, it's a very broad field for this persona. And um, we will definitely keep seeing um, some, some new content added here in, in the future. All right, that sounds really great. So I think the next question is again for Raphael. So We know admins need to uh, deal with the, with DevOps and CICD. So CICD in general getting more important these days, especially in a cloud environment like SAP BDP. So what offers the guidance framework in this context? Yes, so continuous integration and continuous delivery is a really important aspect of software development. In modern architectures, we see great advantages such as better resilience, better, yeah, well, actually continuously delivering new new um, features. 
But at the same point in time, it increases complexity very much and we need to simplify the job of our developers, reducing cognitive overload. So for that reason, in the SAP BTP Developers Guide, we have a dedicated chapter on software development and delivery, outlining all the tools and services that will help the developers to efficiently deploy a productive application in the end. And um, also there are boosters in the Discovery Center that will help you setting up your development project and get started. My favorite asset is actually um, the hands-on tutorials for both CUP as well as ABAP Cloud, and that's a really good starting point to get into it. All right, so thank you for sharing that. I think we are more or less through the personas, so let's do something fun if you want. Aside from our interview topic, I am deeply passionate about listening and creating music. So music has a massive impact on humans in a lot of situations. That's why it's used as transportation of emotions in films, videos, and other kind of things. So I want to play a small music game. And the game goes like this. I read a quote from lyrics from a famous song of a musician. I give you three artist names and you need to guess which artist it was and maybe even the song title if you know that. So um, do you want to play the game? Yes. Cool, let's get started. All right. I, of course, I can give you some hints if you have no clue, but let's start with a quote. All right. You only get one shot. Tonight is your chance to blow. This opportunity comes once in a lifetime. And the three answer options are A, salt and pepper, B, Eminem, or C, Drake. No idea. All right. I could imagine it's Eminem, but I'm not sure. All right, so I give you some hints, okay? So um, the track, the original song track where this quote is out, off. Got an award for the best original song in 2003 based on the movie called Eight Mile. Okay, and it's pretty sure Eminem. Then I would also go for B. <laughs> yeah, it's Eminem. And song title? Do you maybe know that one? Was it Lose well, Yourself? Yeah, uh, Lose Yourself. It's Lose Yourself. So maybe some other quite f small facts around Eminem I noted me. So uh, Eminem holds several Guinness World Records for his music, like one for the fastest selling hip hop album and one for most words in one hit single. Yeah, so, and that's just an extract of a couple of Guinness World Records from him. But yeah, so um, thank you, Raphael and Constantine, for sharing all these details around SAP BTP Guidance Framework and the SAP BTP Developers Guide. So, Looking at time, we're approaching the end of the podcast and we want to always ask our podcast guests this last question in the end. Can you personally recommend a tech-related book or even a movie to our listeners? And if you have a recommendation, why do you think it's so good and nice to share? So let's start with Constantine. Yeah, based on the previous question, I could uh, recommend 8 Mile as a movie, but I think it's not tech-related. <laughs> this yeah. is why I also have a book recommendation. Um, as if I had known that you uh, that you ask about the the architect, um, so the recommendation I have is called a book called um, the Software Architect Elevator: Redefining the Architect's Role in the Digital Enterprise. Um, this book is uh, very interesting to read because it exactly um, tackles the question um, on the difference between solution architect and enterprise architect, 
And uh, it also outlines um, why the roles change in the digital economy and um, why the roles have to become more flexible. So it's called um, Elevator because um, one of the main narratives is um, a constant change between the what they call IT engine room and the penthouse. And um, it's quite interesting to read. And I think um, especially uh, relevant for, for BTP architects um, because you also have a wide range of, of uh, things to choose from. And um, yeah, this is uh, what I can recommend. Yeah, thank you. I need to check that out. So let's go ahead, Raphael. Okay, so there's no book coming up to my mind, but instead I would like to recommend watching the ticket recordings, which are now online on events.zap.com. It's definitely worth to uh, take a look at a couple of sessions. Yeah, indeed. So any other open words from your side before we head into the outro of this episode? should maybe say that You did a session, Raphael, right? That is available as a recording, and I did a session as well. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we all, of course, also recommend uh, to watch uh, the recordings of our virtual sessions. Yeah, we can also link them in the show notes. That's fine. Right. All right. So with this, we're at the end of our 11th episode of the year 2023 and number 100 run of SAP BDP Talk. I would really like to thank you again for tuning in and staying till the very end. Big thanks again to Raphael Schmitz and Konstantin Heine being my interview guests today. If you were listening to us for the first time and there were terms that were not clear to you, please let us know on our social media channels or drop us an email at platformtalks at sap.com so that we can help you to understand them. Plus, we're always open-minded for your feedback, so please let us know what you do and don't like and most importantly, what are your wishes for the next podcast episode. And please share your thoughts about uh, our new Power Break game in the middle of the interview, should we keep it. When you'd like the podcast, please feel free to share it with your tech friends, colleagues and family. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast or leave a rating and review. You can listen to the podcast on various streaming platforms like, for example, Spotify, Apple Podcasts and more. I'm Nicholas Zima and I'm happy that I were your host today, recording from the SAP headquarters in Waldorf, Germany. Talk to you in one of the next episodes. Until then, keep listening, keep learning and keep growing. Cheers and bye bye. <laughs>